Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, friends. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. <laughs> no, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Dory, we do. And if you want to read all about the serums that we like, you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com for links to everything we mention here on the show. Our Twitter is at Forever35Pod and our Instagram is at Forever35Podcast. And you can join the original Forever35 Facebook group where the password to get in is Serums. Indeed. And please remember, we you can sign up for our newsletter at Forever35Podcast.com slash newsletter. We have another issue going out tomorrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you'd like to reach us... We do have a voicemail number and you can text us there at 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Dory, so excited to get to chat with you today because you are a new person. You're a new version of yourself, yet you are the same Dory we know and love. But now you're Dory with bangs. I am Dory with bangs. I did it. You did it. The listener who told me not to let you get bangs, I didn't listen to them. And I gave you whatever your heart desired. And you did it. Well, you told me about this listener, but I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And I also (laughs) think like, I I truly believe you should never. I just think giving people space to do what they want with their hair is really important. Or with their body, like whatever. You know what I mean? Like, when we get ideas in our head, it kind of like stops us. And I would rather just you'd feel in your own skin. And you wow. are. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll cheers to that. How does it feel? What was the journey like? You got, you sat down in the salon chair and you were like, what do you think? And your stylist was like, I think, yes. Well, so I had my hair up in a, in like a bun and she took it out and she was like, wow, your hair got really long. And I was like, I know, like my hair does grow very fast. Yeah. I don't have a lot of it, but it grows very fast. And I was like, so I'm kind of thinking bangs. And she was like, oh, wow. Okay. And I showed her some pictures (laughs) that I had found of hairstyles that I thought were cute. And she was like, let's do it. She was like, look, your hair grows really fast. If you're, you know, 
I think if your hair didn't grow so fast, I would be like, I don't, you know, think about it. But she's basically like, because your hair grows so fast, like if you decide you don't like them, it's not going to be like a huge pain to grow them out. Yes. And I was like, that is very true. Um, So we did it. And here I am with bangs. You're I'm on the still, other side of things. I'm on the other side. I'm still kind of like getting used to them for sure. Like, I mean, of course, yesterday after I left the salon, you know, and my hair was like all styled and everything. I was like, ooh, yeah. And today, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah. Like now <laughs> I have to style them. <laughs> I don't have like a professional doing my hair every day. Yep, I know. So Such that, a rude awakening. Yeah. So, you know, and I knew that that was coming. But I am like, okay, all right, we're doing this. So did you restyle today or is this still like the lingering post style? Um, it's a little, a little bit of the lingering post style. I did put a little bit of, I have this Brio Geo, I think it's, they call it volumizing root powder, but it's like sort of like a dry shampoo. And I put a little bit of that in because, you know, one of the things about bangs is like they do show kind of the greasiness of your hair sooner than the rest of your hair. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. I've never really had full bangs. So, okay, this is a learning experience. So you have to kind of like maintain them. And then it's, it's tough because it's almost like when you have a zit and you keep touching your face, yep, like yep, yep. the more you sort of futz with them with your hands, the greasier they're going to be. So you can't like do too much futzing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to find the perfect balance of futz. Yes, is what I kind exactly. Of, you exactly. can't overdo it. I think I also, I think I need a new brush. Mm. Um, so that is another thing that I'm going to look for. And how much did you cut off, not including the bangs, like inches from the bottom of your hair? Because your hair is much shorter too. It looks really cute. It is much shorter. Thank you. Um, I don't know, but I would guess probably at least like three inches. It's funny. I'm getting a haircut tomorrow, but I think I'm just getting a, a trim and a little reshaping. But um, yeah. I'm excited to join you on this haircut journey. It's been yeah, time. I mean, it's time. you know, it was really, it was fun to have long hair for a while. Like I mm-hmm. hadn't had long hair in so long, but it was definitely getting, like, I felt like my hair was just sort of getting like weighed down and the ends were felt kind of blah. Mm-hmm. Um, So it did feel like good and healthy to cut off a little bit. Well, I would say this look is anything but blah. This oh, is like wow. the anti-blah. It looks so good. Thanks. Thanks, Kate. As I, I told you, you that. look like Jane Birkin. You're Dory Birkin. Is what Dory I, Birkin. That's Dory me. Birkin. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that has been the big news over here. Oh, did, except one more, oh, one more thing that yes. I... Oh, did you want to ask another bang question? I was just curious, like, did Henry... Was he taken aback or like, did he, because you know, sometimes when you get a drastic yeah, yeah, haircut, yeah. your children do notice. This isn't drastic, but I was curious if he was oh, like, no, he Ooh. definitely noticed. And he was oh. like, he was like, what are like, he's basically like, what are those? Yeah. And I was like, these are bangs. Oh. These are like what? And I was like, those are your bangs. Cause he has bangs also. And then he was like, where D does bangs. And I was Dita! like, because that's what he calls Matt. And um, I was like, yeah, Dita doesn't really have bangs. And he's sort of like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the name Dita. So I know. He's just very cute right now. 
Um, so you were so saying the other thing. I was saying one other thing. So I did mention that I had bought the float duo from oh my God. 100 Senses. Uh-huh. And I did take a bath with them. And I was like, this is great. And then mm-hmm. a couple nights ago, I was like, I want to take a bath with my floaties. <laughs> but I want to like up my bath game. So here's what I did. I stole some of Henry's honest (laughs) company unscented bubble bath. Okay. And I put it in. I lit a candle. I like it. And then in addition to the real candle that I lit, I also put, I also um, turned on some of my LED candles. Oh, okay. For some atmosphere. And then I got my little, I took my little Bluetooth speaker into the bathroom and I found a playlist on Spotify that was like spa music 2022. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay, perfect. So I turned off the lights. I turned on my candles, lit, lit the candle, obviously, um, turned on my spa music and got into the bath, the bubble bath. And it was great. I also finally sort of figured out the optimal temperature so it wasn't like scalding hot, which was good. Good. Um, But yeah, it was extremely relaxing. I highly recommend. You've really stepped up your bath game in the course of a week. A week. I know. I know. Well, you know, I had all of the, cause I, you know, I had done the LED candle bath before for like a long time ago. And then I kind of like abandoned it, but the spa music was an extra fun touch. <laughs> I really and am glad the, you're taking care of yourself in this way. It and the lovely. bubble bath is also fun. I think I'm going to look into mm. like some fancy. Bubble. I do just have to be a little bit careful because my skin is kind of sensitive. So I don't want anything with like too much like artificial scents and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So gonna gonna see what what's available. Mm, um, I have some ideas for your birthday then coming up. Oh, well, well, well. Um, Kate, you have you also have some fun big news. I have like fifty updates, and I need to like kind of space them out over the course of the next week because I feel like I could just talk for like fifty hours about what's going on in my life. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm going to get a mammogram in a couple hours, so I will report back. It's my third one. I'm very excited. Uh, I, I like taking care of myself in this way. You know, it's always like a little scary because you're like, what could it reveal? Um, but that's the whole point. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to be taking care of my boobs. Um, but I also like kind of piggybacking on how I was sharing how I did a breath work class um, on Zoom last week. I attended a moon circle. And uh-huh. it was for the full moon that happened um, it'll be last week at this point, um, a few days ago. And a friend just initiated it. They offered to kind of hold this, you know, they had a space, they had, a, they have like an um, art studio and invited a small group and, and they led the kind of um, ritual and the conversation. And it was really, really wonderful. Um, 
And I just, you know, I was, I have really been drawn to trying to figure out like, what is my spiritual path? Mm-hmm. What are my spiritual beliefs? What, and, and like, what am I, what am I connected to on a higher level other than just like expectation and aspiration and like grinding for a career? You know, like what, what is truly like, what are truly my values as a human? Outside of just like, I don't know, the external stuff. I've been really thinking a lot about this. So, and this is kind of in addition to kind of learning about like my own confidence and growing my own self esteem and like healing past traumas. I mean, geez, it's a lot. But this was a really lovely um, kind of addition to that thinking. And also, it was really, really amazing to be around other people. Mm. friends and acquaintances um we all had to share a negative covid test and it was masked you know except when we were like eating and drinking tea um so it felt you know like everybody's boundaries were respected um but it was just a really really special uh thing to get to do it it felt really great that's so nice it was really nice now like i don't particularly feel like a deep connection to the moon sure i am a a cancer i am a cancer and i am supposed to be like deeply connected i am intrigued by like the way that the the moon cycle and my menstrual cycle line up and i think that happens for a lot of folks um Mm -hmm, and i think that mm -hmm. is fascinating and there are like people who really uh kind of lean into that and i I need to do more digging but um just the like being in communion with people sharing intentions and feelings and writing down kind of like past beliefs and releasing them by burning them in a fire was extremely sad and we each had a candle that's so nice Mm -hmm. and and my friend had set out a a big bowl of hershey's kisses and i was like this is what i need i eat like 17 hershey's kisses are like self-care and a chocolate yes so I will share some of my other updates on a, on a future episode. I, I will okay, also just all right. add a little tease, a little tease. But I will add that um, you know I am in the pre-order phase of my book release. Uh, there will be a link if you would like to pre-order pre-order a personalized or signed copy of my book. You have to do that before mm-hmm. March fifteenth, and I will scribble on in there for you. Um, there's a link in the show notes to do that. But I, you know, I've joked about signing my name with an eggplant and a listener of the podcast. <laughs> I don't think we even know their name. Did they include a name? No, they didn't. There was no note. Okay. So I can't even write a thank you note to this person. They sent it to our P.O. box. So I get this text from Dorian that's like, you're going to die. <laughs> I just picked up our mail at the P.O. box and you have a package. And I was like, and she's like, you were like, do you want me to open it? I was like, yes, obviously. I don't know what it is. And it was some- also, oh, also, I don't think I told you this. It was addressed to Kate Horse Spencer. <laughs> Someone who knows me very well. <laughs> and this person sent me an eggplant stamp. So if you would like that included oh in a gosh. signed copy of my new romantic comedy in a New York minute, please let me know and I will stamp my little heart out. Thank you to whoever sent this to me. I know. It looked like it came um, directly from like Etsy. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny. Someone else in my Instagram DMs was like, you should get this eggplant stamp. I think they must be listening to the podcast. And I went right back and be like, guess what? LOL. I already got it. Someone sent it to me. 
I've never oh, received yeah. mail be- through the podcast before from a listener. This was so exciting. So thank you very much. It's thank very you. cool. Well, Dory, we have a really wonderful conversation coming up. I think we should, we probably want to dig right into it, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, I think we do. Because we talked for a long time with today's guest. We did. We did. Oh, baby. Today's <laughs> guest, sometimes known as Ask Polly, is Heather Havlareski. Haver- I said her last name wrong. Heather Havlareski. Heather Havlareski. Yes. Heather Havlareski. I mean... Heather is, I would say, like a real legend of the internet writing space and also the print yes, writing space. For sure. Um, she writes the very popular Ask Polly advice column, which is on Substack. And her new book is called Foreverland. What if this were enough? And it's all about marriage and her marriage. And boy, is it good. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, she's also written How to Be a Person in the World and Disaster Preparedness. And her work can, you know, has been in The New Yorker, The Atlantic, New York Times Magazine, NPR, all things considered. Um, she lives in Durham, North Carolina with her husband and her two daughters and two dogs. And we had a really, really interesting conversation with her. I loved it. Um, and then, of course, at the end, she did share some skincare products. Some of which were very new to us. So that is mm-hmm. an exciting conclusion to the conversation. Yep. It was so great. All right. So we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will be talking to Heather. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift-giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like... My brother has the app, so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app, so she can add photos. My parents also have it, so they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts, I think, of the Aura Frame, is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about... Uh, we have two Aura Frames in our house. I have Ooh. one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And do my they kids have, love it. Do they have the same pictures on them? No, they have different pictures. <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one from my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in... children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So 
win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5.00. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of I'm like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. I think it's safe to say that we have 
suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, sounds uncomfortable because <laughs> i i didn't have honey love when i was in college no well we are here to say no more being uncomfortable with no honey, no with honey loves bras you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive there's no underwire but through some kind of wonderful magic they managed to not sacrifice lift all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable you barely know it's there especially the crossover bra I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep Mm -hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honeylove because you deserve it. We are so excited to have... Heather Haverleski here on Forever 35. Heather, welcome to the podcast. It feels like I I can't believe it's been so like I can't believe it's taken us so long to have you on the show, but I'm glad that we are having you on the show now. Dory, so. I feel the same way. I mean, where, where have you been? <laughs> I don't know. I've been, I've been I, waiting outside your studio for I don't know few years now i mean yeah, yeah so this is my here. fault thank you for having me um, this is dory's no. yeah this is dory's fault yes this yeah. is my fault yeah. so i accept full responsibility um <laughs> but i'm just really glad that we could finally make it happen no, um heather we both loved your new book i mean i think i think it's safe. kate i don't want to speak for you but i do yeah, think do it's it. safe to say that we've both been big fans of your work for years and years and years the fact that you know my name is like what (laughs) very exciting for quite some time Um, everyone listening is like whoa who is this person (laughs) and heather also uh, makes a cameo in my book so you know just just fyi everyone Um, i love dory's book book. i was so thrilled when i got to the part about me (laughs) (laughs) it was a you know it was a pivotal moment. It was a pivotal moment. I'm giving, it, I'm giving life advice that works. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that you do very well. Um, but, you know, we do like to start off by asking our guests about a self-care practice that they have. So, talk to us. What are you doing these days that you would categorize as self-care? Okay. Well, um, there's the average everyday self-care, I would say, is tied directly into my treadmill desk. I have a treadmill Ooh, desk. I write okay. while walking in the morning. There, I mean, I, I twisted my ankle on, on New Year's Day, so I couldn't do it for a month, and my state of mind deteriorated quickly. Wow. Last summer, I moved from L.A. to North Carolina. I could not use my treadmill desk for about a month. 
Um, if you look at Ask Molly, my website that's it's the evil twin of Ask Molly writes her own <laughs> newsletter. Um, you'll see evidence that my um, mental health is deteriorating in August and September after our move. And so the treadmill desk is just like this baseline of even if I don't work out or do anything else, I'm, I'm walking while I'm writing and it's, um, I don't know. It's weird to call it self care, but cause it's this giant ugly thing in my office that it messes up my whole office. My office can't be cool at all. It's just a big ugly mess, but it really makes a difference in my life. Now, self-care right now, because I'm promoting a book, is a little different. And right now I have this thing that I'm saying to myself, which is be gentle with yourself. Mm. I'm saying this to myself a lot to the point where I'm annoyed with myself that I'm saying this this to myself (laughs) so much. But in those moments when you're feeling kind of punitive towards yourself and you're not at your best and you're stressed out, and you're sort of mm. like running from one thing to the next. Maybe every single thing you do isn't going perfectly. I know it's hard for either of you to imagine such a reality sure. because yep. you're both mm. perfect, of course. But, <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I find myself having to say to myself, be gentle, take a nap if you need to. Do you need a snack? Do you need to sit down? Maybe you shouldn't be walking. Maybe you should sit. Um, do you need mm-hmm. a little walk outside? What do you need? Like that, which... When you're at your worst, interestingly, you often punish yourself as if you're messing up when what you need is a good mommy to say, um, do you need something? Do you need a little help? What do you need mm. here? So I've been doing that and it's working really well. I feel good about that because I've been under quite a bit of stress for a few months and it's yeah. I'm managing it. It's okay. I just keep saying, if this is an adventure. If it doesn't feel like an adventure, sit down, take a nap, have a rest. Um, so that's my that's my self care. I love your mantra of be gentle, um, especially because with a book coming out, especially one that's nonfiction and so personal. I mean, Foreverland is about marriage and specifically your marriage, and you're kind of experiencing. I, I mean, perhaps this is not the case, but when it's a, a review about a book that is about your life, I feel like that must be extra challenging to kind of navigate when you know you're receiving either positive or negative feedback about something this personal um did that kind of did that mantra kind of come out of that experience or was it more just the rush of trying to get everything done and wanting to do it perfectly well okay so the i have another mantra for that experience (laughs) uh life is just a series of mantras um when the New York Times excerpt of my book came out and people, I mean, but the, the chapter that they excerpted was about anger. Um, it made a lot of people angry that I was so angry at my husband and that I, you know, mocked him in a public place where everyone could read about it. And I was being extremely mean to him by doing this. Um, the, that chapter in the book comes very late in the book. You sort of understand the relationship pretty well by then. Um, but since then, it's, it actually was a good thing for me because it, it came out about a month before the book came out. It came out over Christmas and the book came out on February 8th. Um, so I kind of had to adjust to, to this idea that a lot of people thought I was gross and my relationship was terrible and I should get a divorce immediately. Um, 
There's a were, way that I kind sorry, of knew. were you were you su- were you surprised? Yeah, were you surprised by this reaction? A tiny bit. I mean, I had I have been saying to Bill for a while, just wait, it's going to be bad because <laughs> I mean, the book has anger in it, it has ambivalence in it, and I have a whole chapter about a crush that I developed um, while I was writing the book, which is awesome um, and terrible, and so. Um, you know, I started to notice that people are very judgmental and moralistic about, about marriage and about other people's marriages, which I, I sort of knew because that was one of my motivations for writing a very realistic, very inside view of my marriage. Um, but I also didn't know that something, I mean, when I read something that I think is funny, it usually, I'm not usually mad at the person who wrote it. I'm usually like, yay. That you know, you you might not be that happy in your marriage, but it sure did make for a good ride. You know, it's sort of my the way I would feel about it. Um, I think so. I was surprised at how many people were outraged and and offended by um by my but my feelings about my marriage. And you know, my husband uh, loves that chapter and laughed the first time he mm-hmm. saw it. And he you know, and it, it included all of the sneezing. I mean, actually, the version in the book is a little bit has a little bit more phlegm in it. In fact, um, <laughs> so, so, so I was, I was surprised. I was surprised, but throughout the last month, I've sort of had some time to think about, um, what I've done, reflect on my bad choices. And I, it's sort of like, I can't, usually I can find reasons why I should feel humiliated and I can find reasons to punish myself for what I've done. Um, I don't have any trouble doing that, but in this case, I love this book a lot. I just feel like I I worked on it so hard and edited it mm. so many times and made sure that it was concise and vivid and funny. And I, I wanted to make sure that you understood who I was and who my husband was and what the relationship was made of. And I think that that's, it's all there. And so, um, and I, and I also feel like the book serves a purpose right now when, um, our views of romantic love are so black and white and so, uh, unrealistic sometimes and so extreme. Um, and I, so I, I feel, I, you know, as I've sat with the criticism, I don't know, it's kind of strengthened my faith in the book. I, it sounds kind of ridiculous and annoying, but I, I feel very at peace with what I've created and I don't feel uncomfortable with people knowing me. I don't think I'd be a writer if I didn't want to be known. And I do feel like this book is a, gives you a very, if you read the whole book, which is a, always a question, whether anyone mm-hmm. will read the whole book. But if you read the whole book, I think you get a clear understanding of who I am as a person. I think it's a very clear snapshot of me and a pretty clear snapshot of Bill, my husband. And um, I'm comfortable. I know that we don't seem perfect or amazing or admirable in many ways, but... Um, but I do think that we, but I do think it's an accurate reflection of who we are. And that feels good to me, you know? Mm. Um, so, so yeah, I think that my mantra this month has been, uh, remember what you made, you know, don't take mm. a misunderstanding of who you are or what you made and feel shame about that. Remember what, who you actually are and what you actually made. You know, if you don't have shame about those things, then you shouldn't be feeling shame just because someone misapprehended who you are or what your intentions yeah. were. 
you know, it feels like the response to your excerpt, like some of the response that I saw on social media, and then also the New York Times review, um, which <laughs> was really, really something. Um, both those reactions, th- those reactions both sort of seemed like of a piece to me, and they both seemed almost like a willful misunderstanding of what you were writing about, um, the nature of your marriage and who you are. Um, and a lot of it also, I mean, especially the Times review felt very gendered. Um, and I, I thought you did a really great, like nice and graceful job of rebutting that review on social media, which is a really fucking hard thing to do as an author, because we're supposed to just sort of sit there and like take the criticism when like, sometimes the criticism is really fucked. And like, mm. I thought mm. I thought that, that like that review was really unfair for many reasons. Um, but okay. Enough well, of my like rant about yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm wondering why you think, like, why do some people, and I think clearly some men in particular, feel so threatened by this book? Because that was, mm, I mean, that was what I kind of took away. That was what I took away, especially from the Times review. Like, this is a person who is, like, deeply uncomfortable with even exploring these notions that you write about. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that People are uncomfortable in general with women who are ambivalent about marriage and or sometimes about children. I'm not that ambivalent about children, um, but I think when women are a little bit superior, a little bit arrogant, a little bit critical of men, I you know, when I when I read that review, what I feel and hear is a kind of panic at being secretly criticized. Mm. Um, Mm. And, you know, that's an understandable sensation, certainly. But the the focus in that book, in that book review is very squarely on how my husband must feel about the book, which if you think about um, books by men, about men, you know, memoirs by men about themselves it's hard to imagine someone focusing on how the wife of you know a man might might be feeling i don't know it's it's the anxiety that's obvious in but the pieces that were reaction that were written in reaction to the excerpt and the review um, are they, they're, they match each other. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is not done. This is not how it's supposed to be done. And the irony yeah. of the fact that there, these are male writers who are saying this, who are asserting that when a woman speaks about her feelings, it's, it, she's revealing an, a, a gross secret that she should keep to herself. But when a man does it, it's cool. And it's just, it's just not even remarkable. It's not even, you wouldn't even think to say, keep that to yourself. You'd say, Oh, this is called literature, actually. Um, yeah, it feels misogynistic to me. And, you know, it's to me, it just feels like 
a piece of the whole of our culture, which is constantly uh, asserting that for women, the most important thing is to be polite and to fade into the background and mm-hmm. to do what's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And men are the bold ones who get to charge forward and, and be wild and be applauded for it. Um, and this sort of undercurrent of like, we should be grateful. Oh, yeah. Here you have this Which perfectly like, nice husband. Right. Who yeah. loves yes. you, you stupid bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's so gross. And we're supposed to become more and more grateful as we get older, too. It's not just, it's like when you're a mother, you sh- you know, suddenly it's inappropriate to dress a certain way. It's inappropriate yep. to talk a certain way. Don't pull the focus onto yourself. It's always about your kids. Um, otherwise, what are you doing? What's your problem? And then as you get older... Uh, your hair has to be a certain length and what's appropriate for your age and why are you showing that much leg? And I started to hear this stuff, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I suddenly was like, I mean, even my husband would, my husband is about as feminist and egalitarian as it gets, but he said something about someone at school once about how they were dressed like a kid or a teenager. And I was like, the fuck are you talking? <laughs> went off. I was like, why can't she dress like it? Whatever. She looks great. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, well, how are, how is a mom supposed to dress in your mind? Are we just like we become non-people, subhuman, half-persons, as Elizabeth right. Spears once memorably put it? I mean, I don't understand. I don't really understand. And the more that I come across that message, the more determined I am to make a spectacle of myself because I'm like, this is not, <laughs> you know, this is not the world I want my daughters to grow up in- into. You know, it's I can't even believe we're here at this point. We're in the middle of I a pandemic, it. you know, I and know. people are stressing out about my, my fucking, you know, anger at my husband. I, I you know, it's, it's, I, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, it's shocking, really, when you look yeah. at it plainly. I think you, in the book, you do such a nice job, kind of like you talk about the disappearance uh, of pregnant women, how they essentially just fade, you know, they're forced to kind of fade to the background and. Uh, everything becomes about the child that they're carrying and and then kind of juxtaposing that with the chapter at the end where you talk about how you were just doing all this stuff to kind of uh, feed your desires like be public be as ridiculous as you can possibly be to kind of feel feel something feel alive I, I i i that resonated deeply with me because there is this kind of experience as a woman both as a mother and also someone just aging where you're just kind of like Oh, okay. Well, you're bye. You're done. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. But don't. Where's yeah. my agency in this? Like, what? I want to have a say in in my place and things. And I just thought it was really interesting the way you kind of wove that through the whole book. Yeah, you know the the, the parts about. I think because I, I think once I decided to keep the crush chapter, uh, which was a struggle. I mean, I was embarrassed mm. by that chapter. You know. Now I'm not embarrassed by it because it feels, I don't know. I like the way the chapter turned out. I think it's really funny. Um, and it just, I think I, I believe that it's relatable to a lot of people and it, it very me, relatable. It, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it opened up some space in my marriage to just, uh, to, to have a conversation about what we both wanted from our lives and how we wanted to live. And it, it also honestly improved my sex life a lot with my husband. And so. Um, it felt important to keep it in there. And luckily, Bill is incredibly confident about my love for him and is not that worried about people knowing about that episode in our lives. But I think that, um, but when I decided to keep that chapter, I ended up 
putting in the chapter um, Aging Viciously, which I'd originally written for the cut. Um, I ended up integrating, integrating that into the book. And then there are two other chapters that are sort of about middle-aged cheer. Um, and yeah, the cheer chapter is a little bit oh. about like looks and waking mm-hmm. up and feeling ugly and trying to, you know, and just wanting to be beautiful in spite of everything, which I think is just, I mean, it sounds so kind of sad and weird, but, um, but it's also just a normal thing for a woman to feel. And it's not, once you sort of acknowledge it, I don't know, I feel like grappling with, uh, with aging and looks head on and understanding how your feelings about your body and your face and your, your, your place in the world, understanding how these things are changing and understanding when they get warped. And when you're saying to yourself, I look like Walter Matthau now. I'm putting makeup on Walter Matthau's face. This is terrible. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's relaxing to undo. It's, it's good to know what you're dealing with, you know, cause there's a way that if you try to keep it at bay, where you're like, I look good. I look fine. Um, that's bad. But by the same token, I think when you under, you also start to see how warped your perception of yourself can be on a bad day, just like a teenager, yeah. right? Where you're like, hold on a second. I had this phase where I thought I would look in the mirror and I'd say, God, I'm just so used to seeing what's to paying attention to what's wrong. Like there's my dumb Mm. nose again. I used to make these sounds at myself. I've gotten so much better looking to myself since I learned to train those things out of my perception where I just say, I have a nice nose. Like I, you know, my profile is a little bit strong, but I look good. I look healthy. I mean, I just learned to talk to myself differently um, in my late 40s. And and then, you know, I had cancer. I had, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really talking about, I don't know if I'm ever going to talk about or write about the specifics about cancer, but there was a lot of body image stuff that went into my cancer treatment. And, um, and it was interesting to find that I had done so much work up front on my self-esteem that I actually wasn't that threatened by this major thing that happened to me that, you know, that could have really shaken me to the core. It, I was, yeah. there were bad things about it. There were terrible things about it. But my, 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 uh, my vanity and my sort of confidence did not flag that much. It didn't, it didn't suffer that much, which, felt really good. I mean, I, I think it's, I, I feel like you can, there are a lot of different ways, ways of aging, obviously, and you can take one of any number of paths that will make you happy. Um, but I feel like for me, uh, I've basically chosen to see myself as hot until I'm dead. <laughs> and it's, and it's okay. You know, it's just like, it, it's kind of working out so far. Um, I, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a commitment, right? A commitment to enjoying what I have Mm. and moisturizing a lot. (laughs) Worse look. (laughs) (laughs) We joke, but that is a very important step in the life process. Um, I, I think that's, I love that. And also, you know, I, I like the idea of kind of convincing, not convincing yourself that you're hot, but that kind of shift in mind frame um but also who's to say that we're not you know it's that's a yeah i don't know that's just a it's a powerful kind of like example 
it's it you know it's sort of like you say instead of because i think that the okay so i think that the alternative is you assume that you're not hot anymore mm-hmm. because you're a certain age right so i'm 51 and i i just think that that's how a lot of people walk around they just say i'm not i'm not hot anymore nobody notices me i'm invisible now i mean i don't even like the narrative of we all turn invisible after a certain age. I just think it's weird. And it's, I understand the feeling, Mm. but I don't think it helps to walk around telling each other that we're invisible now and it's all over. I actually kind of think, I mean, I notice, um, I feel like I'm more attuned to how beautiful the women I know are now than I was when I was younger. Mm. Um, And yes, I know there exactly are a lot of different yeah. ways of aging that look good. You know, you can choose a lot of different things and look great. And so it's almost like you're shifting. You're not just shifting your story that you tell yourself. You're also shifting the way that you the frame, the lens through which you see the world a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you and I have had a lot of these conversations. Um, and I was just thinking about how this is like not really a question, more just a comment about how when my last book came out, you and I had this whole conversation about author photos. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you were like, you have to get good author photos. You have to get, you know, <laughs> like you just have this whole thing. And I had like not really thought about it, but you had amazing author photos. And and it just, I don't know. It just, so first of all, thank you. But also, <laughs> like, <laughs> how did, how did you kind of come to realize that, like, that was something that you wanted to invest, like, time and money in? Well, um, I saw someone's author photo and I asked her about it. And I, you know, she had a really good photo. It was sort of like not, I mean, mine, the one that I use, which I, I had intended to, um, update it, but COVID stood in the way a few different times. I had all these different appointments to update it. Um, so it feels a little old, which is a little bit annoying. Um, my hair color is a little different. I mean, it's a, it's a bummer not to have an updated one because you kind of feel like you're, you know, you're giving the impression of trying to trick people into thinking you're, you know, four years younger than you are, five years younger than you are. But, um, but so I, there was, there was someone I knew who had a great photo and it was actually a little bit less like mine is a little bit almost like, is that an author photo or is that like a fashion <laughs> shoot that you did? Um, which I kind of liked. I had, I, I basically got an author photo done and I looked like, apologetic in it. I had this look on my face. Mm. This was a very casual author photo I had done. I looked like I was saying, I'm apologizing for myself. Mm. Like, oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry you're taking a photo of me. Sorry I'm here. I know I look stupid. My hair looked bad. I didn't do my makeup at all. I was wearing like a coat. I just looked terrible, actually. And I looked fine. I just didn't look the way I wanted to look. And so... I asked this woman and she not only told me you should hire this, this photographer that I used, who's a friend of mine, but she said, she also gave me her entire makeup routine, which I had no makeup routine at the time. And I, and she said, get this NARS lip pencil and then use 
primer before you put on foundation. Like all these thing, all these technologies had changed since I was I last cared about makeup. And so I did all the things. And actually what happened was I had a ritual of, I used to get ready for author events and say to myself, you don't know what you're doing. Look, this is a mess. Look how bad you look. You know, like as I put on a little more makeup than usual, which if you're not used to putting on a lot of makeup, you put it on badly. So I was looking in the mirror going, oh God, like I would get ready for interviews, telling myself I was ugly the whole time, which is, Mm. I do not recommend. And so I, I developed this new makeup routine where I do it and I would say, it doesn't look very good right now, but when you're done, it always seems to work. Like I just say, like in the end, it tends to look okay. So just, you know, hold your breath through the putting the makeup on part. It might be okay. And now I use the same, I basically use the same products I did, you know, when she told me about this in like 2017 or 16. And so, um, part of the, so I didn't really know well, how much will it change my opinion of my self to have this photo. My God, it's like, it's a whole different world when you have one photo that's good of you. You think of yourself as being capable of being Mm. that hot. I mean, it sounds absurd and so shallow, but there was a way that just my entire book tour that I had around that book was improved by the fact that a new article would come up and there was my fucking hot photo. And I, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, even this New York times review that was so harsh has that same photo at the top of it. And it says Heather Haverleski compares her husband to a heap of laundry. And so I thought like, this is going to be a pan. I bet a man wrote, wrote it. And then I was like, but I look hot and they used my name, you know, like, you sort of, you sort of kind of feel like you've made it when they actually use your name in the headline instead of woman compares husband. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, there's my name. Uh, there's my name. Maybe I'll have name recognition after 30 fucking years of writing. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's, it's all kind of shallow, but it adds up to the ability to walk out the door and say, God damn it. I'm a person with ideas and. I don't need to be embarrassed of myself, you know? I mean, so many celebrities do this 15 times a day. They manage sure. their image perfectly. And now yeah. we're all in the same boat in some ways because we all have to promote everything constantly. We're all sort of exposed to each other. Every single, almost every interview I've done has had video, a video element involved. It's intense to be a writer who's, you think of your life as being in some dark closet and then all of a sudden, you've got to go out and show your face. It um, is. Yeah. It's so weird. It's really weird. It's it's like you got to have an angle on some of this stuff where you just feel like, oh, my God, you know, what am I doing? I don't belong in this realm, especially as you get older, you know? I yeah. Mean, so, yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I, I love telling people to get a really good photo done, even if you're not in any kind of business. Just do it for yourself. So you can pull it up and say, "Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah." That's wasn't me. that like what glamour shots used to be? Like people, or like yeah. just <laughs> getting or like, like a really nice photo, yeah, like. A lot of times, I think they were just doing it for themselves. Like, we should, I think you're right. Like, we should bring that back. Well, and that's interesting, too, in the world now of social media, where everything you post online is essentially for others to digest, right? Like, something like Glamour Shots, you were doing possibly for yourself to make yourself feel good and to, like, relish that sexy, made-up side of yourself. So, I I hear you saying, Doris, bring bring back Glamour Shots. I'm saying we should all open Glamour Shots franchises, is what I'm saying. (laughs) The 90s are in right now. Yes, let's do it. I could see going to a place, especially if a really good makeup artist was working there. Maybe not the traditional Glamour Shots types. And just like getting your makeup perfectly done with the black liquid eyeliner that you don't know how to put on yourself. Oh, totally. does anyone know how to put that stuff on? Do you do you two know? I'm how to starting to. I'm, Kate is learning. I'm learning, but it's oh, it's man. makeup is so strange. The assumption that we all will just easily know how to use our hands to paint our bodies. You know, it's like it's th- that there's such a learning curve and such a skill involved. And there's a reason there are professionals who do it. Uh, and I, it's taking me months to just kind of figure out how to make a straight line on my eyelid. Yeah, can you close? But I'm getting there. You have to close one eye to do it. My daughter is uh, 15 and she's a makeup expert because she goes on TikTok. I don't know. Where do they learn mm. makeup things? TikTok? It's TikTok. 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 Yeah. It's like little tutorials. So she looks incredible. So I sometimes I go to her and say, um, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and she'll kind of fill me in. It's weird. Kids, kids, you know, when I was in, uh, when I was her age, I had, um, you know, some, I mean, I think there were like four tones of cover up and they were all bad, you know? And so it was like you were putting some, a white arrow right next to your zit so everyone could see where it was, like over here. So yeah, I'm thankful for the new makeups of, of today. I used to not moisturize at all. And now I'm like a aficionado. Stresses me out, Heather. Okay, moisture. I know. I looked not wow. so good in those days. 
Um, so I do like this stuff. I know you all know about lotion P50. P50. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, baby. classic. St- mm-hmm, stanky. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I wonder about this is when you, when you squeeze it out, it's so hard to squeeze. Are they all like this? To get it to, yeah, they, they, I think because I, I think they really don't want you to be using like a ton much. of it at once. Yeah, so they, the only they way I can shake it out, shake it drip, out, drip, okay. drip. Yeah, I see, think, I like, feel like, but you're also supposed to put it on a pad, right? On a pad, or, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I just find that seems so such a, a minuscule amount. So I just put it in my palm and put it directly on my face. Do you think that's wrong? Oh no, I think that's fine. Personally, feels, I feel like I get more of the product on my face that way. Okay, this is the stuff I really want to talk about. Okay, this I I like this next stuff. Neo Firm. Have you ever tried this? No, Neo and firm. this is neck and decollete. I don't know how to say that. Decollete. Decollete. There we go. Tightening cream. <laughs> next things. Ooh. Do we? Can we tell if they're working? I can't. I it just mean, feels. I neck- kind of. I feel like they're kind of like eye creams. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, Tori. Exactly. They're a little fake. <laughs> But yeah. could they be <laughs> real? Like we want to believe in the hope of them being real. Yeah. If it, it you I don't, don't know. The really honestly, the only thing that I like about this stuff is that it says neck on it. And I'm like, I put this on mm. my neck. It helps my neck. Um that I don't know about results with this. This stuff I love. Fresh black tea firming overnight mask. Have you ever used this? Ooh, Ooh no. no. This stuff that is sounds amazing. Nice. It smells so good. So I love that reaction. Mother. It smells amazing. I There was a while where I just lathered this on every night. Now I do it only once a week. But there was a time when I feel like I wake up looking the best when I use this stuff at night. This stuff is okay. the best. Okay. Now the most, the, the real, the real kicker though is this stuff. Two things. Flora and Bast age adapting facial serum. Have you ever heard of this? Cannabis Ooh. oil. I'm, oh, okay. Uh, this is, is it CBD oil or no, cannabis I don't, oil? Okay. okay. It says 750 milligrams CBD, 33 milligrams CBC. I was not okay. sold on anything about putting cannabis oil on my face. It smells uh, like a bong hit when you open it up. A really fresh, delicious green bong hit. But this stuff is, it, if you have rosacea, which I do, this is the this is the stuff. Now I started with this, and I, it's very oily, and I really like the the oiliness of it actually, and the smell of it. I love the smell of it. Okay, but this stuff, mm. clarifying facial treatment by Florin Vast. Also, this stuff. I swear I haven't broken out since I bought this stuff. It's ret it's retinol, CBD, and CBG. I don't even know what CBG is. This guy owns this company, and he he's kind of like a um mastermind of cannabis okay and which sounds like bs but i swear to you these products these two products uh, they're like 75 dollars each but they last like three months i'm telling you this one brand flora, flora and bast it's f-l-o-r-a and b-a-s-t okay you can only buy it go. on their here site or one other place <laughs> it is I mean, you you would think I have a, some kind of sponsorship from these people because <laughs> I leave reviews. Love, you know, like uh, I, I, I want to be like wow. a spokesperson for them, basically. Not because um, I don't. I'm never going to do that, but I do. I love. I, I'm telling you this. Okay, I'm just babbling now. 
This stuff is so good. If you if you break out, I want to see if it. I want to see if it works for you guys too. Somebody was How on Twitter. Really see, you can't. See I can't it. really see what it is. It's like blurry for me. Can can you see? Oh, it I see. It's the Flora and Bast facial treat facial treat clarifying facial, facial treat uh, yeah. okay retinol it has one yeah. percent re- oh excuse me retinoic acid 300 milligrams cbd 100 milligrams cbg okay mm. okay it's mm, and you can get this clarifying facial duo for 121 dollars on their website and now you know it's i'm heading over so- to the cart it's it it makes your face look like it's both Less red and blotchy and more awake and dewy. Mm. Like you just, your skin looks all mm, fresh and dewy and good. Heather, where can our listeners find you if they want to kind of follow you and your work? I have uh, Ask Polly now lives on Substack. Um, and so that's askpolly.substack.com. And I publish twice a week. Um, usually I have, I've been interviewing authors a little bit and I sometimes write sort of standalone pieces about, um, about, uh, f- figuring out how to live and feel good. And, uh, in spite of all the madness around us. Um, and then I also have, um, my newsletter, Ask Molly. That's a little stranger. Sometimes it's a little bit, uh, like personal essays. Other times it's just, strange prose about imaginary things um but i think it's kind of a fun ride um and that publishes about three or four times a month heather this was great we love you thank you for coming on the show yeah thank you for having me Uh, heather heather you know i don't like I, i feel like i project this a lot onto our guests but she is like real role model energy for me Oh, totally. Right? Yes. Like, she's just a little, yes. like, real big sister, like... Yes. I wish it was the 80s and I was, like, sitting in her bedroom listening to her tell me about high school. You know? Totally. I feel like she would have had a lot of good opinions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right? Yes. She would the coolest, so right. like, you're high schooler. So right. You sit in, like, your training bra and just hear, every, hear her wisdom. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, 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 thought, I thought her book was fantastic. I loved it so much. And was so interesting to read in light of that New York Times review where it felt like the author of that review didn't even read the book, quite frankly. It it seemed like he read a totally different book. It was so strange to me after first reading that review and then reading her book. I was like, did we read the same thing? Yeah, it was so weird. It was so weird. Goes to show, though, to me, that actually is a good lesson just for myself of like, other people's like everybody is going to have a different opinion about your work and mm-hmm. none of them matter my rave doesn't matter any more or less than that dude's it just sucks it, I, it does just suck when it's in like the new, new york, york times, times which is you know has such a wide distribution and is i feel like often considered like the last no it's not like their book reviews have such an outsized influence on the industry so in that sense, I did really feel for her because that it was just totally. an unfair review, in my opinion. I agree. I concur. And let it be known that the Forever 35 review 
which I would say we are on equal footing, if not more superior than the New York Times book review (laughs) is a positive one. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, Dodo, tell me last week. Yes. Your intention was piano. Yeah. So I actually did do a lot of practicing last Mm, week. Just on your own? Mm -hmm. Love it. What are you yes. working on right now? Is that do you work on like a specific song or do you work on like chords or is it everything? Chords. They're not called chords, are they? Scales. Chords. Okay. Scales. Okay. Yeah, they're scales. Um I'm working on I'm currently working on uh like two main pieces. Um they're hold on, let me just make sure I have the right name for the Yes. Okay. So I'm working on two pieces. One is um, Box Invention in E Major, which is I'm I'm like I've pretty much mastered that. I might start memorizing it, but that one is like sort of done. And then um, I'm also doing a oh I'm also working on Schubert's Impromptu in G flat major. Wow. Which I don't know if I will actually finish. It's very long. <laughs> um, and it's not like my favorite. Like, I think my teacher chose it to sort of be like an interesting challenge. Um, and then there's an old Sonatina that I had worked on with my previous teacher. But what's been fun is I decided to memorize the first movement. So now I just sort of use that to warm up. And that's been Ooh, really fun. Dory, I love that. Yeah. Oof. So that's what I'm working on, if that means anything to anyone. Um, and this week, so last night, I did a 20-minute restorative yoga class on the Peloton app before bed. And it was great. And I was like, oh, yeah, restorative yoga. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, a thing that I knew. <laughs> Who knew? And well, I mean, I knew it. I know, but I'd I know, like know I mean. forgotten it, sort of. Um, and then I was like, I should just be doing this more regularly. Mm. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, and so yeah, I don't want to like make any, you know, promises like I'm gonna do it every day, but I do want to work on it. All right. I can't hear. Can't wait to hear if you do another one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I just did one this morning and I hadn't practiced yoga in so long and it felt great. Mm. <sighs> I'd like to do more of it. I'll work on it. Okay. All right. I, what about took, you, Kate? Okay. So last week was that I wanted to focus on my confidence as I continue to delve deeper into promoting my new book, right? Because it, it's confidence is something I kind of struggle with. Well, yeah. I went into it, Dory. I had therapy yesterday. And, uh, oh boy, I cried. Wow. I cried because you know what it kind of, I kind of realized is that a lot of it has to do with my experiences as as a kid in elementary Mm. school with my undiagnosed ADD Mm. and being diagnosed as an adult and grieving and the anger and the way in which my teachers treated me impacted my confidence. I mean, it's just, ooh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of kind of real hurdy things that are still, you know, like still hurting. So I, I really dug into it, you know, and uh, it felt great. And kind of like this in combination with my little moon circle has, again, like I'm really examining, I think, 
what my personal values are. And I've never really thought about this. And like, you know, I think especially with my book coming out, there's a lot of like external and internal pressure for it to like, quote, be a huge success and be a bestseller. Like this is a lot of it coming from me. And in my brain, I'm like, well, what do I really want? You know, like I want to write books and to give people the joy of reading a book. I think, you know, like what is my core value in all of this? And am I getting swept up in what I want or what like I'm being told I want? And I think that plays into my feelings of confidence. I'm doing a lot of exploring. Anyway, this is cool. It's all it's all kind of it's a lot emotionally for me to like think of all these things, but um you know, ultimately like I love writing and I love getting to write in the genre that I write in and I'm like if I can give somebody an escape in a book, that brings me so much joy and that helps that makes me feel good. So Yeah, that's very cool. Anyway, there this is a tangent, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about this week and the work I've been doing with old my wonderful therapist. Um, okay. So this week I'm doing something that I wanted to do a long time ago and that I think I've made as my intention. I've talked about it on the podcast. I've never followed through. There was a post in Forever 35 Food about someone looking for online Italian cooking classes and someone tagged me Mm. and I was like, oh, hey, I've also tried to look for this and failed and, um, a a listener in the post mentioned that I was going to like cook my way through Marcella Hazan's uh, cookbook because she's kind of like an iconic Italian cook, RIP. And I never did this. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to crack open that cookbook again and try to pick a meal to cook this Sunday night. Get a good old Sunday Italian supper and and see what happens. Cool. That's my intention. I love it. Thank you, Dory. I love it. Story. As always, it's an honor and a privilege to make this podcast with you and the other folks Likewise. who help make it. Uh, it is hosted and produced by Dory Shafir and Kate Spencer. That's us. And it's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager. Our network partner is ACAST. And we will talk to you all later. Bye.